Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We go into everything. The only thing we didn't go into is your circle jerk experience. My circle oh. jerk experience. Well, I, I didn't do- have a circle <laughs> jerk. Welcome to another episode of Sex Talk with My Mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. And this is the podcast, the ultimate birds and the bees podcast with a sex expert, cougar mother, and her stand-up comic son. Yes, and we got the birds and the bees and the flowers and... Okay, I'll stop. Okay. (laughs) She always goes into the singing. I know, I couldn't help it. All right, so today we have a very special guest on the show. She's a dear friend of mine. Uh, She's she's, uh, very liberal. She just... I gotta say, that she could be my adopted daughter. She is a young cougar, as my mother described her. I call her the cougarette. Cougarette. And... uh, She's she's really intelligent. She's had a lot of experience. And this episode, what what is wow, we're going to talk about everything from transgender to bisexuality. We're going to talk about it all. Yeah, we really talk a lot about gender stereotypes, we're about virginity, what the, what the guy and girl's uh, responsibilities are when first hooking up and learning how to have sex. Oh my god! And not blaming a female for a male's issues. Yeah, it's a great episode to... Phenomenal episode. Especially in response to what we put on last week, which is really a guy's, a young guy's perspective on how challenging it can be to learn how to have sex. Now, this is a young woman's perspective on... on the same thing. The same thing, yeah. And I think this is a great person to do that. We even talk about Tinder. We go into everything. The only thing we didn't go into is your circle jerk experience. My circle oh. jerk experience. Well, I didn't have a circle jerk. <laughs> All right. All right. That's enough. Okay, do you want, should I, so basically, I uh, lived. Do you want to talk about that right now? I, it's a very simple story. It makes it sound like I was involved with a circle jerk, which I, I was not. Okay. Basically, I was put in this, in this commune at school. I was randomly placed in this on-campus housing. It was housing. a residential set, a it dorm. It was a dorm, yeah, it was a dorm, but it was, the theme was very, you know, very, it was a commune. It was very hippie. We cooked and cleaned together. One time it, there was a naked, a naked uh, cooking going on. Yeah, I mean, it was not my first choice of where to live. It was um, your last choice. It was like in fact, of... it was twenty third out of twenty three choices. Of, <laughs> of, it was my last preference, but I turned. It turned out to be a phenomenal experience. It did concern me that the first email I received was an, was an invitation with the subject line "Come together, C U M together." Okay, and and if you could find it, we need to have you read it on the, on the podcast. Okay, okay. you gotta you gotta oh, find. Well, it. I'll just I'll just summarize it. It basically said, uh, "Dear Synergy," that's where I was living. Uh, to relieve the stress of finals, we're going to have 
a communal masturbation session in room 213. The lights won't be dim. There'll be mood music. Pillows. And I'm reading this, and I, I'm the first email I got was, welcome to Synergy. And I was like, okay. And my friend was like, oh, you're fucked. And I was like, no, no, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And this was immediately the second email that came in, come together. And now, how did you feel when you read that? Were you thinking you wanted to get involved in the circle jerk? No, I had I had no desire to get involved with the were circle you, jerk. Were you frightened like a scared little rabbit? <laughs> I, wa- I was a scared little rabbit. I, th- I think that's a good way to describe it. Freaked, it freaked you out. Yeah, it freaked it totally me the freaked fuck out. out. It freaked me out that I'm sending you to, to school. I'm spending a lot of money sending you to Stanford University, and I'm fi- you're finding out that you're going to be involved in a circle jerk. Yeah, yeah. I was never involved in a circle jerk. I'll tell you, it expanded my understanding of what people did for fun. And, and you know, who knows if this well, was people just... People actually stood, like sat in a room or stood or whatever they're doing, and they're all jerking off male and female, and they're naked, or what, what's going on there? So I wasn't actually on... I was not on campus when this was happening, and I think... I think it could have been a joke, to be quite honest, but it it was not that far off from what people actually did in the house. So it wouldn't surprise me if people were actually doing this for real. We had oh, we had it was a joke. I'm I don't I don't know if it was. Right a, I, I, thought that was a, I thought that was not a joke. I thought could, that was for real. I, I'm not sure. It could have been for real. It would, there were seances that we'd have in the house. One time we had we put up a maypole and there was people running around it naked, throwing beats at each other, tying up. <laughs> These two <laughs> naked virgins, they called them. They were definitely not virgins. And they had not been groomed. I remember you telling me that. Not groomed. There was a lot of uh, uncut penises. What? I just think oh. those are things I remember from the experience. Why? Why do you remember that part? It was just something to note. Okay. But but anyway, that's... that's. Do you think there's a relationship between like the, the kids that ended up there and their parents not circumcising them? What was that? Why would that be? That, that's interesting. Well, maybe the, the parents were more liberal, and that's why they... They were liberal, up. and they decided to not cut them, and that tainted now they're going to be... Or not tainted, but that influenced them to yeah. lead a more like hippie life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Oh, but anyway, it was a phenomenal experience for me living there and really opened my eyes. And it sounds like our our uh, our guest on the show, Pepe, Pepe, uh, uh, was uh, also living in a similar situation. So, right, right. Anyway, get ready for an awesome episode. Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. And um, and and definitely uh, leave some responses and questions and thoughts on our hotline. Yep. And- if you haven't downloaded this, just start downloading and sharing it because otherwise no one's going to find out about this. So we really want everybody to know about it. Okay, enough with the sales talk. Always the same, always selling. They like it. It's enough. If they want to share, they'll share. Okay. Here, here's, the, here's the hotline. We'd love to hear your responses. <laughs> 323-472-4237. Just call, leave a message. Call in. We'd love to hear uh, any questions or thoughts or feelings about this episode. Yeah, you're gonna hear. Our, do we answer the the call to this this guy? Oh yeah, we answered. We the start off. We start off by answering one of our, our lovely listeners' questions. And then, just for something to look forward to, we are going to probably have a spe- special guest couple who've been married for over, I I believe over sixty years. Uh, my parents, uh, as uh, as a little. Uh, a, a, a little Thanksgiving guest. A little Thanksgiving treat. It will be out on Thanksgiving, and uh, it, will, it will be a lovely family affair. 
Yes. Sex we- talk with Karen Lee's mom. Yes. And dad. Yep. Oh, boy. You guys are in for a real, real, real surprise. All right. All right. Well, stay tuned. Bye-bye. We love you all. Bye. Now for the kissing. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So, Wait, but, but there is something I wanted to talk about with you, Mother. What? We got a question on our, on our channel. Oh. You want to put him on or her? Yeah. Hey, good afternoon, Karen, Cam. Um, my name is Cameron. I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, I actually had a couple questions um, kind of revolving around myself. Um, I have an interesting kind of condition where I last an extremely long time, um, which negatively affects a lot of relationships. You know, at first it's it's kind of fun, and then the girls seem to enjoy it, but as, as time progresses, they tend to blame themselves and, and say they're not good enough. Uh, it just kind of reminded me on your on your latest episode and made me think about that. Um, just wanted to see your input on that, and thanks so much. Okay. Oh, well, we got the be careful what you wish for thing going on over there. Yeah, this guy has the opposite problem as, me, as, as I did, uh, but it does sound like he has a similar problem to the one that we talked about with our last guest, Dale. It's the opposite. Dale, Dale couldn't last more than two pumps in fact yeah so so everyone had different issues i i i last too short i was lasting too short dale couldn't get it up and now this guy who also called called himself cameron i don't know if that's a joke or if he happens (laughs) to have the same name as me but he apparently can't last that long okay i mean he lasts too long i want to go back to dale he had the same problem as you had no dale dale couldn't get it up and then when he got it up then he'd last like three pumps and that was yeah yeah and then this guy, complete opposite. He, it's like he's on a perpetual Viagra or something. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so do you have any words of wisdom for camera number two? Um. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about with the taking too long to come thing. That that I don't know. I mean, <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. I'd well, have to. I I have no idea. Well, let's welcome to the screen. What are we going to call you? Oh shit. Um, I'm also Cameron. <laughs> oh, God, there's another Cameron. Uh, this is ridiculous. Okay, Wait, so uh, first of all, meet my mother. Karen. Hi, it's nice, so nice to, meet to meet you. you. Wow, aren't you cute? Oh, thank you. You, I was thinking the same thing. Aww. Thanks, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. Cam has only good things to say about you. Oh, I only have good and, things to say about Cam. So, what's your middle name? It's Nicole. She doesn't like. It's she pretty rough like... name, but it's kind of funny. We can go with Nicole. Oh, let's go with Nicole. Yeah. Okay. It's funny. Nikki. All right. So let's welcome. Nikki. Let's welcome our guest on the show today. <laughs> How about your porn name? Okay. Okay. We're... So what is that? The street <laughs> I grew up on, and your first pet. My first pet. What's oh, it's good. Pet? My first pet is Peppy, and my street name is Dexter. Oh, Peppy Dexter. <laughs> okay. Let's welcome <laughs> the show, good. Peppy Dexter. Peppy. Peppy Hello. It is. That's what my, my name is me. Pandy Darrow. Oh, that's pretty good too. Uh, no one can hear that when you talk that closely to the. the <laughs> my mic. name is Pandy Darrow. Okay, so Peppy Dexter. What's yours? Peppy and Pandy. What is oh. mine? Stash, Stash. Uh, what? What? Charlie. Stash Charlie. Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie is very odd. Yeah. Kind of yeah. fits you though. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I okay. love the way you guys are are like 
using the same headsets. I mean, that is adorable. We yeah, we yeah. have not we have not upgraded to the two headset. No, uh, we're happy to share it though. Ah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so I'm very excited. So you heard the message just now. I I. He's someone's lasting too long. He's lasting too long, and and he feels bad about that because because girls apparently feel like they're incompetent because of that. Oh, like they should be able to get him off. So I'm thinking. I I actually just thought of something. Okay, so if that's the case, why doesn't he just like totally work on a girl for like as long as it's necessary till she comes, and then by then, he'll have had enough like hard time that he will come quickly, or at least uh, at a at appropriate amount. It seems like the issue here is a little more psychological, though, right? So if a girl is already worried that she is incompetent, and then he's like, oh, it's okay, it's okay, I'll just go down on you, then she's just going to be thinking about that. So it's... No, I think he was talking about, like, there were repeated women that had the same thing, that they all got tired of, like, him pounding away there. No, mm-hmm. I think it, it was that, that he was saying they feel bad because they can't get him yeah. off. That's yeah. the concern. Yeah. right. So yeah. I guess I guess from from an outsider's <laughs> perspective, I don't know the situation, but it would I would imagine if he tells them, you know, this happens all the time. I, it's very challenging for me to get off. This is and takes it on himself, saying this is something that it mm-hmm. reflects on me, not at all about you. This might be the the yeah. answer. Yeah, I mm. think that's a big a big theme, and something that that motivated me to come on the show of how much better things would be if people were open about their not incompetencies but anxieties and experience and issues and what we think are issues right and or just what needs to be worked on and i think everyone would be a lot happier yeah bingo (laughs) good good call there (laughs) you're you're a big fan of our the, the reason we brought you on you're a big fan of our show I am. You've listened to all the episodes. I've listened to all of them. She's she, but oh, she's yeah. also very. She knows a lot about. Well, she has her own perspective, of course, that she can draw upon as the modern twenty-something female. Sure. And but you also are very. Uh, you know a lot about gender studies and things like. Did you study gender studies or? I didn't. Um, but I do have a pretty eclectic group of friends over the years and spent a good year I'd say year and a half at a cooperative living community mm. at school so, so you're a bit that of a I'm a bit, a of, a bit of a hippie and we got a girl uh, a few episodes ago that would like to hang out with you oh yeah which one Michelle the oh, one oh. up on the cult right <laughs> oh up. yeah yeah we it seemed we have very different growing up experiences um and that you know, facilitated a lot of conversation around gender dynamics and sexuality and I think opened up my mind in ways I didn't even know weren't open. So Oh, are we talking yeah. about like group sex? No, no, I didn't participate in group sex. I was actually in a committed relationship throughout my entire time there, which I think was an overall positive thing. <laughs> oh, was he yeah, so obviously the the guy was in the same uh, living situation. He was not. No, no. This oh. was this was a uh, long distance. Actually, I did the long distance thing for almost two years. Oh, we're gonna have to get to that because I did that too. <laughs> that is that's it's a whole nother ball of wax. 
Yeah. It's another ball of wax. It is another ball of wax. Oh, yeah. As opposed to the typical ball of wax. Well, who? The guy was a ball of wax? (laughs) Okay. So, okay, I'm I'm getting off topic here. Let's get back to the I just don't know what a follow relationships is. later. Yeah, that was. So, that, I would like to start. Fun of the, the yeah, I just I would like to like. Uh, okay, so you have when you were living in this um, communal type living, you had a lot of really interesting discussions with very like liberal minded people. Yes, that's I cool. would I would say that's true. Yeah, and just just really. Um, yeah, it was just a really open community and even just dynamics like you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily think about like one time we were having uh, a whole group meeting and it was actually two houses together so there was 40 of us all together so we'd have these big group meetings and one time it was being being facilitated and really like talking about all the issues in the house and going over things like consent and not no means no but yes means yes and then someone pointed out like look around you all of the men here are in higher up positions like there's you know certain like windowsills that you can hang out on and like all of the men were and like hate to say it but particularly the straight men (laughs) and it was a really (laughs) yeah so things like that would be brought up um oh so all the girls are laying on the ground and the guys are sitting in chairs and on the 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 higher up positions like on windowsills yeah yeah something like that so so things like that and and something i never really thought about but that's, that's interesting you know, and things like having having meetings where this wouldn't happen all the time, but this was in this this same meeting where you'd go around and say your preferred pronoun before before ever everything started. So like very very progressive, very aware. So in that what is sense, a preferred pronoun like do you want to be called Ms. or Mrs. or like Mr. she her? You can refer to me by she her they them. What? Holy cow, that's so complicated. <laughs> so I think this is actually somewhere where we diverge from where I think this, there's a big you know our generational difference this seems like a very prevalent thing in my generation that there are new, these new pronouns that we use gender neutral thing yeah, yeah 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 so it's interesting to hear your perspective like this is somewhere despite your your liberalism yes i'm so liberal th- this is somewhere where we seem to Right, right. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm an older generation when it comes to, like, yeah, you know, like, like you wouldn't call Cam a guy. You would just say you're, like, a thing. No, I, I would. <laughs> I, I call him a thing anyways, but that's just Cam-specific. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I'm just aware. I have some friends who, um, or at least in their community, that, prefer different pronouns and I just try to be aware of that. I don't call everyone it or they or any Z or whatever anyone likes. One of my uh, close friends, one of my best friends growing up is now goes by he, him and has had really interesting experiences of people trying to figure out what and who he is and was actually at the airport recently and (laughs) went through security and, um, oh, this is kind of fun. Yeah, I'm sh- I think this is fine to tell, whatever. Um, and he had, he had, um, packing underwear on. So what? packing underwear so you can have a strap on. Oh. And so that has like a little, a little hoop, little hoops on the side of it, little oh, metal hoops. 
all that. <laughs> well, this okay. is so funny. I did not think I was going to get into it. Yeah. What are you talking about? Okay. Hold on. So there's a guy. I'm so excited I get to teach you something like this. This is hilarious. I, I'm like, I have never heard of packing underwear. I don't know why a guy would have to wear. Is this, oh, okay. So is he not well endowed, or is he really no, no, no? Girl? He is not endowed at all. <laughs> he has female parts. Female, yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, had packing he's really not like a guy yet. Is maybe like trying to you know like convert Just to not necessarily. Um, but he prefers. Uh, he, him pronouns, and I believe t- is taking T testosterone, so um, voice is is lower. And yeah, I don't I don't really ask the specifics of it, but just try to be cognizant of that. But so he's going through security with I forgot he had packing underwear on, and wait, goes, can I ask one more yeah, question about the packing of underwear? <laughs> so so oh right, we what do you what do you pa- what do you pack in there? <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's so it's so a strap on can can hook so it's to them for sex. Yes. Oh, okay. So but so but sometimes you just want to be wearing the underwear. Maybe he ran out of. Yeah, underwear. sure. He just didn't really think about it. It's, it's underwear. Yeah, yeah it's underwear. What, so did, was he packing anything in that? Area? No, 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 no. Like if he, you like do, I mean, I'm I'm assuming if he has to go to the bathroom or she has to go to the bathroom or no, it's a now. Yeah, he okay, yeah. Never mind. The he him has to go to the bathroom. What do you do with this if you have a strap on on? Right, no. He, he wasn't he wasn't going around with a strap on on. It's just a a tool so it's easy to to put on. Okay. Yeah. So maybe he just ran out of underwear. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Let's say that. He ran out of underwear. Had the packing on on. Goes through security. Uh sees a a thing flash up that it's a a pink person that has the long hair indicating female so has a female officer pat him down and it, it keeps going off right there oh, everything wow. everyone's really confused they're like okay um you can just go back through now and went through went off again and this time they changed it and it was a blue guy oh, wow. with short hair and and this time there was there was a big like yellow area around the crotch to like indicate like the problem issue and so the the security officer was like um i i don't and like went up to someone else and was like we we tried as a, a female we tried as a male like i don't know what to and they're like well, ask, ask her ask for id so so oh the officer goes up to my friend and and is like can can I see your your identification card and he's like listen this isn't gonna help you like I'm trans so just like whatever you need to do like just do it and like we can have like a a guy officer female and she's like and he's like I don't care I don't care just do it (laughs) so eventually it gets through but it's just like kind of put that story out there publicly actually this wasn't he didn't even tell me as a as a personal story um and was just like hey this is this is your problem if if it's like burdening you that you don't understand who I am and and what I'm going through and is just kind of putting out there like yeah it's complicated it's also complicated for me 
to like be growing up in a different in a in a different body yeah yeah one of our my friend's daughters uh is in the same situation is actually doing a documentary on that oh wow yeah it's going to be pretty cool and uh so I don't even I don't even want to attempt to explain it because I will screw it up and everybody will get mad at me. So, do you know? I you just... know, it's it, it's interesting because I I just started seeing this girl, and you, you've met her. I have. She's very she's very Lovely. into feminist issues. She she studied feminist studies, and she was the first one to tell me about they them pronouns. And when she told me about this, it was I just started laughing because I was like, <laughs> this is out of control. How? How am I? What? How am I going to refer to someone? It, it just is grammatically incorrect. Like, and then I, the more I started thinking about it, I realized this is, while it's not an issue that I'm faced with regularly, like what do I use? And I, I imagine that if I were going through this, it would be very important to me. And mm-hmm. it started making more. It started becoming. I. It, it, she raised my awareness of this. Yeah, I was yeah. very grateful. That so. It's, 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 we're in it. We're in uh shaky, uh, shaky, not shaky waters. I don't know. We're in shaky, we're in great we're territory talking yeah. about this because we sure. really don't have that much experience. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get yelled at. I know it. I'm going to get some flack. So we just, have to, you know, <laughs> not for me, not for no. me. But okay. So th- there's a few things that I wanted to talk about here that this, this raises. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out which order let's, let's, um, uh, just go through. Well, well you're, you're, the history. It starts with the history. Um, well, I want to hear about like what, what kind of family you kind of grew up in, and yeah. how that shaped. What kind oh, of yeah. sex talk did you have? How did you learn about sex? Okay, so this is funny because um, my family as a whole plays a big part in this, but I got basically no sex talk. Oh, well, wait, was... wait, let's start at the beginning. Now, where were you born? Oh, okay. I was born in Colorado. Oh, and okay. how old are you now? I'm now 23. Okay, so yeah. you graduated. Dad, you're so mature. I thought you were like in your late 20s. Wow. 23 years old. <laughs> wow, thank you. Um, so she has a doesn't she have a, she has a very uh, strong sense of self, right? You, she's oh my god, right? we barely. I told someone else's story so far. <laughs> no, but you could tell no, by the no, way you no. present it, yourself. I, very, I, yeah, very um, intelligent and. Oh, uh, very self-aware, very cool. I like I it. I hope I can keep it up. Thank you so much. It's all downhill. From so here. it's all done. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I didn't even. Get, I was thinking when you told me communal living, I was going back to Cam's experience with the circle jerk. I, I was. Yeah, I was we can on a get into that. Yeah. We can get into that. Oh wow, yeah. None of none of that actually. Um. So you started so on a very liberal state. I Colorado. started in a very liberal state in a very liberal family. Um. Lots and lots of cousins and definitely like a fun, fast crowd. And um, and where were you in the birth order? Uh, well, I only – I'm just the youngest of two. I have an older sister. Okay. Yeah. And um, she's wonderful and always like included me in everything. And so I, I always – I was always hanging out with an, an older crowd. And then, you know, my cousins were all older mostly – that explains um, the maturity level. Oh, thanks. Um, so, but with that came pressures like thinking that I had to lose my virginity sophomore year of high school. Oh, wow. That was like, that was like the thing. Really? <laughs> like, who, who, pressure there. Who pressured you? Yourself or? 
I, I mean, I guess myself, like, it wouldn't have been a big deal, but it was just kind of, like, a known thing. Like, it became, I don't know who put it all together, that it just happened to be that everyone either lost it before or sophomore year. Oh, and it was wow. just like, all right, like, it's sophomore oh, year, Laura. So it sounds like more peer <laughs> pressure. Like, this is the thing everyone was doing. Well, and this is within my family we're talking. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is family. So it's, like, kind of a funny thing, right? It's not like they would ever, you know actually put me down for not but in my head I was like oh this has to happen so the first time that I almost lost it was a terrible situation that shouldn't I'm so glad it did not happen and like Wait, with hold a, on one second yeah you tap like the table or something I can hear yeah, something yeah. oh what? yeah it's because I hear I don't, I'm, I don't want to miss out on this story yeah yeah, yeah. okay so um it was a terrible situation yeah it was with an old boyfriend like this is like talking like middle school boyfriend we did not wait, have a wait, lot how old you were like well I don't even know how old you are then like uh, uh, what are you 16 16 is is sophomore year yeah 16 15, years 15. old yeah and Peer pressure. parent family pressure right not parent we're not talking parent here this is no. you know the but um yeah and and he moved away and would, you know, when he would, like, come back in town, it would be like, oh, like, he's back in town. And so one time he was coming back in town, and it was like This maybe, was your boyfriend or just This was friend? like an ex that, you know, just would come around every once in a while. Older than you? No, same age. And it was kind of, I, like, think I probably put it out there that, like, okay, like, what do you think? And he was like, oh, yeah, like, who would say no to that, right? And oh, then, was he a virgin? Yeah, and then that he night... He was a virgin, too. Yeah, he was, too. And that night was just, like, I don't know if this is, like, a great time. Maybe we should, like, later in the he trip. He said this? He said this. Okay. And then it didn't happen, and it was it was really great that it didn't. So... Um, Why was it so horrible? Well, it was just, like, it was a really silly thing to try to make happen. Mm. There was no there was no real leftover chemistry and it didn't make any sense. It was just what I, I thought I, had thought, to I bet you that it's very common that this happens. Not necessarily at that age, but I had a very similar experience as you did yeah. during my sophomore year of college, which is obviously four years later. <laughs> yeah. But I had tons of peer pressure in my sorority to lose my virginity. Oh yeah. I'm sure. And yeah, I bet you it happens a lot. I mean guys are not aware of that, but women get pressured. I'm yeah, sure guys are way more pressured. So Greek for... life is a whole nother issue. I don't know oh, if, yeah. if that's gonna be a topic in here. But yeah, certainly. Um Wait, so do you, question about that. Was that pressure coming from your friends in your sorority friends? Yes, one in particular. One in particular? <laughs> and yes. then did you listen to that and, and go through Oh yeah, it? I listened. Are you are you grateful that they pressured you or is this uh, am I grateful that I was pressured? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Because at that point, it was uh, it was already time. It was, it was your not time. not that I was like poly purebred before that either. By the way, I was like everything else but kind of girl. <laughs> how did I know we talked a lot about virginity last time? But how did you know it was the right time? Because I just wanted it to be over with. I didn't want to build up any more pressure that oh here she is still a virgin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, it is. It's hard because the, the longer you wait for the right person, the more pressure builds up in yourself. Yeah. Now this has to be the perfect experience. It has to be the exactly. perfect one. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I, if you're young, you could just be like. Right. So I was no, glad I that. I do that... have to say that that it was a good experience. That's good. I'm I'm glad that worked out for you, and I'm glad that it didn't happen at that point for, for me. You. Sophomore yeah. year, I did end up being in a 
a relationship senior year of high school and and had and had sex then so and it was like a way better nice you know we'd been dating for I you know ended up dating him for two or whatever years um so so was he a virgin too yeah yeah he was and I would you say he knew what he was doing no, we didn't. I mean, we didn't know what we were doing, but it was, <laughs> you can't know what you're doing, but it was good to figure it out together. And I, I was definitely ready. I didn't feel pressured then. If anything, like I pressured him. I, <laughs> I brought up, I brought up sex instead of being mature, but right. No one should probably be having sex this young because you can't even talk about it. Like you shouldn't right. be having it right. for sure. That's true. This is what I did. Yeah. I had my senior prom. I was with a boyfriend who I was kind of going out with just because he went to like Northwestern University. Oh. I, I mean, I just liked him as a friend, and it was cool to say I'm going out with a guy from Northwestern. Of so it's prom. I'm sitting on his lap. I'm making out and you know, dry humping, and I go, hey, do you want to have sex? And he goes, yeah. And I go, well, I'm not ready. <laughs> this, is, this is when you know you should not be having sex. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I I brought up sex by asking him because he – he's Christian and I asked him if he was the kind of Christian that was waiting to have to have sex for from marriage yeah that's, that's kind of what happened to Cam so instead of but right but that that was actually the case this was like me being like okay are you ready or like are you waiting for marriage <laughs> like really immature well had you guys and, been doing like everything else but yeah yeah I'd say so by that point it'd been like a couple months and was he on board he was on board. He, yeah. And that all went good and fine. Except that I had a party that night and there was sour cream and onion chips oh. that were served. And I had a couple, obviously. And right before we, we started, I was like, should I go like brush my teeth? Or like, and he's like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. And then like five minutes in, he was like, okay, you should go brush your teeth. <laughs> so it was interrupted by that. But besides that, Everything was fine. That's so funny. Yeah. So you grew up in a family. You didn't, but you felt you felt pressured mainly by like the the cousins and sisters. Yeah. But you didn't really have any formal education until you no. had this experience. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And it was just it was weird. It was just kind of like a taboo thing. It just wasn't talked about. Um, but the boyfriend like wasn't, and it's not like I wasn't like allowed to hang out with him ever, or like they cared if I you know, was over at his place a lot, but, like, he wasn't allowed to stay over or anything. Um, the first sex talk I had was before college, so I'd already been having sex for, like, a year. Um, Who talked to you about sex? Your parents? Yeah, my dad just basically gave me the... He drew the STD tree of life, basically. Oh, I love what when people that? talk about sex. It's so terrible. I know. Like, he's like, you, you have sex with this person, and then you think you're just having sex with him, but you're having sex with this person and this person. And I was like, oh, okay. So that was um, that was my parental education. So, the, so there was no really – there was no formal education in how to do it well. It's pretty much right. you could get sick from doing this, but that was all the education there was. Yeah, it's right. not a pleasurable thing. It's just something you got to, like, really be careful about. Otherwise, you're going to get an STD. Yeah, and I think that my mom, it was maybe brought up once. I was like, I never got one of those. And my mom was like, you didn't want to have anything to do with it, so I didn't push it. And hmm. so I guess I wasn't about it, and she yeah. wasn't. Well, there's a school of thought that you don't bring up sex with your kids unless they bring it up to you. That's, like, what I always um, heard, especially when Cam walked in the room once when – I was laying in bed with 
his father and we were just watching TV or something and he walks in and he says, um, well, does, in order to have a baby, do you stick the penis in someone's belly button? And, um, How old was I at this point? You 18? were probably like, <laughs> yeah, you were about 18. Uh, probably like six or seven That was his old. college sex talk before college. That, so you drew a I different diagram for him. That's when I knew I had to have a talk show called Sex Talk with my mom. Oh. You know, my husband at the time just said, uh, I'm going to pretend like I'm sleeping so I don't have to deal with this shit. <laughs> and I had to go and say, no, it's not exactly like that, but you're on the right track. Yeah, I think that was that was my sex talk at six or seven. That seems logical, though. Uh, I don't. That, think that's that there was another issue that you. I never. I don't know if I told you. Okay. You were watching a soap opera on TV, and you were like, was all of a sudden, a soap opera? screaming like you were again like six or seven, maybe eight. And you're like, my penis hurts. It's hurting me. <laughs> it's hard. It's oh. hurting. And I, I, and once again, you go running to your dad who said. Go to your mom. Go to your mom. <laughs> what did oh you say? I just said, oh, it's okay, honey. It'll go away soon. <laughs> you have no recollection of that? No. I was literally like maybe seven. That's so funny. That's really funny. Yeah. I kind of have a recollection of being turned on for the first time. But yeah. it wasn't anything I could explain as hurting. I do have one memory. <laughs> I have one memory about this. You have a memory? So... Right when I started, once I started learning that I was getting boners, I didn't know what the hell they were. I just knew that it was something to be ashamed of and hide. Mm-hmm. And so one morning, I had a sleepover with a, with a friend of mine. This must have been when we were probably eight or nine, probably nine. My friend, were, you're making, mom was making us uh, pancakes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh my and, god, I was cooking. Oh my god. I know. Can you believe that? So, this? <laughs> this one must have been when you were like. a very young lad. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my friend starts talking about how his penis would get big. And he, he goes, no, no, no. He goes, you know what a boner is? And I'm like, no, I don't know what a boner is. <laughs> and he goes, you know, it's when your penis gets really big and, you know, you get excited. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course I know what that is. He goes, does that ever happen to you? And I go, yeah, but only... When I uh, when I get real real excited about something like, I, and I was scared to say like what I was thinking about girls or anything like that, so I said, you know, only when I get really excited and happy, like when I'm watching Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> you were trying to be macho about the whole thing, but Cam's didn't realize first from Michael Jordan. Yeah, how funny is that? Wow, response. Well, would you, I don't know. I was more concerned about your response. That's why I lied about it. Oh, you were saying? Oh, I I didn't hear you that. You were you were in the room, so I oh. didn't want to, want you to know that I got turned on by girls. So I go, yeah, you know what? I'm watching Michael Jordan. And then I started thinking, oh, my God, my son might be gay. Yeah, you thought you, I was but into large. <laughs> being, everyone, yeah, Michael Jordan's an exception for everyone. Yeah, I maybe I was actually. Everybody turned can love. Him. One guy said that he would give Michael Jordan a blowjob. Because of all the wonderful years of happiness that Michael Jordan had given him. Wow. <laughs> That's nice. That's beautiful. Okay. okay, back to, back to uh, mm-hmm. Peggy. What was it, Peggy? Uh, what's, your, what's your stripper name? No, oh, Peppy. 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 Peppy Dexter. Peppy Dexter. Back to Peppy Dexter. Okay, so, mm-hmm. all right. So, you, And then you had this sexual encounter with the, with the sky, and then 
and then it progressed. You just kind of learned. You picked it up along the way. Uh, yeah, I picked it up. Pick, picked up the moves. How did you pick up tips? <laughs> well, okay. It was definitely nice to be in a relationship for a substantial amount of time. I felt like I, I figured stuff out then. And was that a real healthy relationship? You guys talked about everything and you told you, you know, do you play with sex toys in front of each other and stuff like that? No, this was like early years. <laughs> I'm just teasing. This, oh, <laughs> yeah. This is like, this is like end of high school, early college. Um, yeah, I think sexually it was a fairly healthy relationship. Yeah. I'd, I'd say so. But I think it's pretty standard in that it wasn't, like, super mature. Like, what did you like there? What did you – we just kind of, like, was like, oh, that worked, and then kind of went from there. Yeah, he was able to give you orgasms? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's not like it was just smooth sailing after that, but, like, after the relationship. Because then it was like, oh, now all of a sudden it, you're basically – I think it was, like, sophomore year of college by the time that was totally out of the woods with that relationship and it was like oh now you're like college hooking up and navigating that was way different different Why is well, it we're, different? We're, we're talking boyfriend versus like hookups mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah what was that like I, I mean it's definitely changed actually I don't think it changed so much since I was there but I think it, it it's uh, it's a little different but we could talk about yeah. the um, So I didn't decide to join any sort of sorority. So there wasn't. So I think that I was lucky in that I just I had a really good group of friends. Can you say which college you went to, Peppy? Yeah, yeah. I went. I went to Michigan. Okay, you were say Ann Arbor. I did. Yeah. Okay. Um, so definitely a party school. Um, I didn't. So because I wasn't in this kind of concentrated Greek life, I don't think there was, like, as much of, like, every night, like, oh, like, who are you going to hook up with tonight? But it did lend to, you know, having a couple of random hookups that I could have done without, for sure. Yeah, like one night. Um, Yeah. Um, What was your selection process at that point? How would you choose who to hook up with? Well... For a, a while, like an interspersed, I, I think that I at first went for like friends, mm. which is like good and bad. Yeah, <laughs> because it is. you right because you trust them, and this is this is actually one that I was interested in bringing up was because I feel like porn comes up a lot in this podcast, and um, that's all all good and fine. But this was an experience that I was like really intensely just made me think about what how the porn industry is shifting our idea of what sex is supposed to be in real life and it was like totally shocking to me because i okay let's let's unpack it yeah as cam would say let's unpack all right well i so a friend of mine moved to ann arbor with his family so we would hang out. We would hang out a lot because he didn't have too many. He didn't have that many friends there, and we got really close. And it was just a, like he was a really great guy. And um, it was kind of like a, you know, will they, won't they, like for a while. And then it happened. And 
Wait, 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 wait. What does this mean? It was just, first of all, you know, did he go? To, he went to the University of Michigan no, as well. No, he didn't. He just moved oh. there with his family, so okay. we would we would hang out a lot. Um, whatever. We ended up hooking up, and he. Whatever we ended up. Hooking. That's what happened. And well, the, you know, the truth of the matter is, that's what I was going to say. It's not so different than when I went to college, because literally, I thought you you can't be friends with a guy without hooking up. It even it, that's how I met. Uh, that's what happened with me and Cam's dad. I, that right. they were just friends for a year, and we ended up hooking up. Yeah, that so definitely happens a lot. It just happens. Mm-hmm. And I think too, because you trust the person and you're comfortable with them, it's. It can be inevitable, but it doesn't have to be. But this was, and when it did happen, it was like all of a sudden I was just in a porno being thrown around. No, not like he filmed me, but he, it was just like thrown around in all of these positions. And I had like no say in the matter. Oh, wow. And it was just like what, it was not a turn on at all. Uh. And just like. Afterwards, just had completely different, like, outlook on him and porn and what it's doing to these guys and then in turn doing to the women. Yeah. And afterwards, I couldn't even, like, pretend to be like, oh, woo. And he, after he was like, what, are you okay? Like, what, wasn't that consensual? And I was like. Uh, no. Well, it started that way. I don't know what the hell happened. Wow. Turned into a fantasy gang rape style. Yeah. <laughs> so, but this is true. Yeah. Young guys should not be getting their any kind of sex education from porn. And actually, I've had like male porn stars mm-hmm. say the same thing. Oh wow! That that is a very bad education because in, in male. Uh, porn stars are just they're just doing it it's a it's a fantasy for the men and it's it's all a make-believe and women are generally not having orgasms from porn yeah i mean they can they can certain and there's certain female porn stars that that have had orgasms um but not with that style that you're talking about right yeah there was none of those had in that experience um so so what happened then did you say to him like what the fuck was that no, it just didn't it just didn't happen again. And it definitely after. affected your friendship. Yeah. Uh I mean it, it I I don't think it affected our friendship actually, but it just didn't happen again and I was not attracted to him in that way. Well, how did you know it was cuz of porn and not just something he just was like Because there himself. was it was just all it was just all the styles, the cla- it was just and like changing every couple minutes. It was just your like bringing out a baseball bat. Right. <laughs> Everything but the baseball bat. Um, yeah. So that just got me thinking. And also, like, at this point, when men are getting their education from porn, women aren't usually getting any education. So they just get it through their sexual experiences. Yeah, you're which right. Which is, is inspired even worse. by porn. And then mm. all of the expectations are just completely thrown off. And... It's, um, yeah, it's really terrible. And I think, um, that an example of that, uh, so, so like the theme of men having anxiety and being ashamed Mm -hmm. of their, I think that through my experiences, I learned that just how much like shame you know, turns into blame. You have to blame mm. someone because it's just too much for you to handle and how often that gets put on 
the women that they are having sex with is very intense mm. and um the right w- yeah, yeah. that makes a hell of a lot of sense mm-hmm. yeah and the worst this is was the very worst experience example of that for me was uh this was another another friend it was like a, a best friend for a couple years and very like oh like should this happen I don't know but just like eventually we're just like it has to we have we gotta we gotta see what's going on here and it was like really really great for like months but we the sex not sex like everything else the foreplay yeah and we weren't having sex because we'd see each other just every so often because we were also in different states um and because it was like a home thing and then you go back to school. And so it there was like so much that was built up for the sex. And when it happened, he could not keep it up. Uh. And he was so mortified. Mm. Like I didn't even, I mean, I thought I handled it. Like the first time it happened, it was like, hey, listen, it's all good. Like, as long as we're on the same page here, that, you know, it's not because there's no chemistry or whatever. And he's like, no, definitely not. Like, it's, no, he you just know, put so much pressure on himself. Right. So it, that happened a total of three times. Um. And on the third time, <laughs> I'm literally just on top of him. Like, it's happening. It, like, it's, and, I was like, oh, well, like, you know, in my head, I'm like, okay, we're going to have to keep trying. And while I'm on top of him, he says, I think we should just be friends. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. How do you respond? I got my ass out of bed, put my clothes on, and left. Were you upset with him for saying it? I was, that was it. Yeah, I was livid. He, there was no returning point for him. So he kind of blamed it on you for not being able to. Yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't handle it. And it was, at Ah. first, I just felt so shitty about myself, both for like letting the relationship go as much as it did. And then, you know, you just can't not feel really really terrible and this is like this is one of the first times i'm telling this story because it's not a fun one Mm. (laughs) yeah you you must have been embarrassed like something was wrong with you because you couldn't keep him hard or right yeah it's pretty well so what what advice can we give to young girls out there if this happens to them i mean i think that if you're not going to have an open if you don't have an open dialogue with your sexual partners then you just have to know yourself. Like, if, if people knew, if it was more, you know, it's not going to be in the movies, right? That doesn't make for a, a good movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> no rom-com is going to be like, yeah, yeah, in this scene, he doesn't get it up at all. Right, right. Um, so just for there to be more dialogue that things are not going down, like the porn industry makes it seem like it has to go down every time. And for that to be there to be more, you know, strategies when it doesn't go as planned or, like, way to deal with it, I think. Actually, I don't even know if I should say young girls because I had another friend of mine who was in her 50s with a a guy. They might have, he could not keep it hard at all. 
he could only do it if it was like blowjob or something like that or hand job. He could not have intercourse and keep it hard for like a year they tried and wow. refused to get to go to doctors and, and get help and try any kind of Viagra or any of that kind of stuff. So I think it's pretty common no matter what age you are. And it's, it has a lot to do with, you know, the psychological issues going on there. Yeah, certainly. And yeah. Yeah. When do you? Yeah. I mean, I don't think all guys go through, like, I don't, I, I think there's a subset of guys who would, who will have sex because they feel like they want to or obligated to, and then convert it into blame. Like you did this to me, you, you, and it's, yeah, I think, I think Rochelle talked about a similar situation where he, she got in a situation where the guy was like, I can't believe you made me do this and have sex with you. Whereas, right. you know, it was consensual. Um, and for me, I, I didn't go through any, I've never, I don't think I've ever done that to a girl mainly because I'm, I, if anything, I tend to be too self-deprecating and say, right. I, Oh, this is my bad. Clearly. <laughs> like, okay. the, and I think for me, it resulted in not, not sh- shaming the girl, but avoiding all, sex altogether, knowing that it was not going to be good. Right. Cause I knew I, yeah. So I think people deal with the, do you think discom- that's why you, you avoided it? Yeah, I think for a while I was I I was very selective with who I had sex with. I even told the cr- girl that I currently am seeing that I only have sex with people I really trust because I know it's not going to be that great, and I need to trust you enough to know that you're not going to make fun of me or judge me when I pop off within two right. pumps. That makes a lot of sense. But see, I don't even think that should be specific to the two pumper. I think <laughs> I think that that should just be a rule. And if you know, not that. One night stands shouldn't happen, it, whatever. But I think having a level of trust is super helpful. Yeah, yeah. yeah the one night stand thing just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's bound to be bad. And first of all, I don't know a girl out there that's actually going to have an orgasm in the one night stand unless she's just totally in her head. And there's yeah. got to be a shitload of foreplay. But it takes a long time the first time you're with someone because there's no communication. There's no—you don't—you don't—you don't know enough to tell the other person what's going to really make you come and yeah. there's it takes a while especially when you're so much you know pressure from both of you to make each other come yeah yep. definitely so okay. you're in an interesting relationship now right i think it's interesting i think it's interesting it actually reflects on the relationship i'm in a bit so a little backstory peppy's boyfriend is one of my best friends and he he tends he's similar they have a similar dynamic in the sense that peppy is uh she's you can tell she's very strong and she tends to take a very i don't know it, it seems like in the tell relationship she's, you, she's a future cook she's a future she, cougar. she's a future cougar she's a confident older <laughs> unique genuine yeah. assertive and racy woman no, like, she's not older but she's mature enough that i call her older how's right, that right and, and her boyfriend is also mature enough to not need to take the dominant role all the time so the gender roles are a little reversed in your situation. Am yeah, I... yeah, I'd say, I'd say that's accurate. And I think with the girl I'm currently seeing, that's also the same uh, dynamic we have, which is very interesting. Well, is it really a gender roles, or are you talking about someone who's more of like a dominant personality? Well, I think, but so t- stereotypical gender roles would suggest that the guy is going to be the dominant one, controls everything in the bedroom, uh, you know, is the one that always wants to have sex, you know, is and then in this situation, I think that it can sometimes be reversed. Yeah, definitely. Often. And yeah, I will tell you, I was not looking to be in a relationship when I met 
this person mm-hmm. at all. Like, uh, I actually was not interested in men at the time. Oh, wow. Oh, got a yeah. little switch hitter here. I did. Yeah, <laughs> I switched it up for a little bit. This was after the terrible we should just be friends moment. Uh, then it was after. Very traumatized. It was, yeah, I, I had one conversation with him before before kind of calling it quits on the whole the whole thing and was just like you know you're you're lucky or I'm lucky that that I think that my self-esteem is okay enough to like get through this but this could be like really really damaging to someone and Mm. and I would suggest you never do anything like it again whoa and at that point I didn't even know how damaging it really was but like I gave myself too much credit because it certainly was and because it was kind of like at that point, if one of your closest friends that you really trust for like years, it can do that to you in one second. Like what, what's the point in trying for someone new with like, yeah. yeah. So you never really discussed this with this guy afterwards? Not to a satisfaction, not to satisfaction on, on my end. Um, he's not much of a, a talker. Maybe he is in his new relationship. He said... That our he's he, he the last time we talked, he had been dating someone for like five or six months and said that our relationship taught him a lot and that he is a much better boyfriend to her than he was to me. So hmm. I hope that that's true, and and I hope he's actually able to keep it up. Right. Yeah. I wish them the most of luck and, <laughs> and happiness. Um. So that had happened. I then went abroad, and it was just a hookup massacre. <laughs> it was so bad. It, yeah, not only was the ratio just terrible in that there was way fewer men, but they were very entitled, a lot of, like, macho or what they would think macho um like new york guys oh you were so you said abroad yeah i where were you i was i was in israel okay and there were new york guys that were also abroad just studying yeah the americans so the americans yeah the israelis aren't that interested in in hanging out with the americans so it was so everyone would kind of go out together and just like these beautiful girls were just being passed around. Just, it was. This is this is the kind of thing terrible. that I definitely wanted to talk about with you. Yeah. Uh, um, because we, Cam and I talked about this uh, Tinder thing that's going on, especially in New York, where these guys are passing mm-hmm. these girls around on Tinder. It's it's like disgusting. Yeah, certainly. I, I went out in New York for my friend's birthday one time, and we all tried to get a girl to come out from Tinder. Oh. <laughs> And I was the closest one of everyone. But what is, wait, what does that mean? What do you mean? Try to get her to come out? To, to come out with us? To come out? Yeah. Hang, hang out to in hang a bar out. or something. Oh, I thought you meant like come out of the closet and become a uh, no. you know go and be okay. Never mind. No. Right. But yeah, so. there's a, there's a very serious scene there. Um, yeah. Wait. So you can we get back to Israel? This is yeah. where did you? So you hooked up with guys there. So I decided I was not going to hook up with guys there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Were you attracted to women on the, tri- on the trip? 
No, not that I was attracted to women on the trip, and that wasn't really what I had in mind. Um, I kind of started out... I, I went with a friend, so that was, like, kind of more than a friend. So that kind of started out as a thing and then decided it wasn't a good idea and wasn't... Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, and just was really determined to not hook up with any of the guys on the trip, like, because it was just not a good scene. And, like, we would even... So, so I got, like, I became really good friends with some of these guys and, like, it just became, you know, when you become one of the bros, you they aren't filtered around you. And things like, we'd be at the beach with these beautiful girls, and then they'd, like, go off into, like, the water or something, and they'd just start talking about, like, all of their, like, terrible, like, parts and, like, who was, like, hotter and who, like, Whoa. and it was just, like, really, really bad scene. So, so then you have the rock and hard place of, Deciding you're not mm. interested in that scene, but still feeling comfortable and like you're a desirable person. Hmm. Okay, so at that point, you were still into men, but you didn't want those men. But you weren't able to see that it was not just those. In other words, all men turned into these arrogant, elitist type uh, macho douchebags. Yeah. Douche yeah, definitely. Yeah, I got a, I got a text from one of the guys that I the thought was a good friend that said something along the lines of, like, why do I think that I have a, a golden vagina and that something about, like, being a dick gobbler at heart? Whoa. That was, like, a late-night text. Oh, no. And it was just like, these guys suck. Oh, man. Man. Yeah. They so, so they where do they get these attitudes? I don't understand it. I, you know what? It, it, what do you think? Is it partly that the that there's a few girls that are just like super easy and and they've ruined it for all the normal self you know respecting girls? Yeah, I don't. It's just it's the expectations. I think I think a lot that you address on the show is is really important. Like the expectations that are put on men to have a certain amount of sex and be some sort of dominant macho person and like a player right and with that has to be has to be the counterpart and if if the woman is the one that's being chased she wants to you know be desirable and keep up whatever her role in the situation is and often that's just kind of you know being being an object and that was just very very apparent and concentrated in this scene hmm. um so I was not interested in that. And just so, yeah, it just kind of gave me a... And I, I didn't do the, like, I'm swearing off men because, like, yeah, whatever. But I I really um, did my best not to, not to be involved with anyone there and then came to Los Angeles for the summer to work. And um, that was when I dabbled. I think that was, I think that was, yeah. And then... So what, you made a conscious decision, well, you know what, these guys are all douches, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try women. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I don't know if some, like, energy, like, changed or something, or, like, maybe I, I had a gay friend, so I would go out with him, so maybe, like, being being out and going to, to different scenes, but very receptive and very fun to have 
completely different dynamics and like sometimes you're chasing and sometimes you're being chased and it was just yeah it was Are you fun talking about girls? with yeah with girls okay so let's just let's since again i have no experience doing any of this <laughs> uh, but want to hear all about it okay. okay so like you decided like okay i'm gonna like try girls and then you're going out with, you know, gay guys. So you're going to the gay bars or whatever. And girls are there. Like, because I've tried to make out with girls. It just doesn't do anything for me. So you actually were turned on by this, even though you've never, like, thought of yourself as being gay. Yeah. Yeah, so just, I was. It was really fun. And it's funny, yeah. like, when this is ever brought up and and usually guys will be like, oh, are you gay? And I'm like, no. But, like, I, I think that's one thing that women do have on our sides that, society has provided for us the the ability to admit our fluid sexuality so yeah, yeah which I is was not just, as easy for guys exactly not at all. no 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 not actually at all. it's almost like a, a extra bonus if you have that bisexual component to you yeah that, that you know guys are like oh you know i like that you know the guys get really turned on by girls and girls together yeah definitely and, which and I, wasn't the idea and you know can also be like well it's a cool thing for me that I like I can just do that and no one can will really bat an eye but also why is that okay and why are you know the girl and girl thing well what do you but, think do you think it's a continuum of like you know there's the very very ultra straight over here and then there's a completely completely gay over here and do you think that there's like you know continuum is that oh, your yeah, philosophy certainly yeah there's I so where are you on the continuum? The are you at the 50-yard line, or are you leaning more towards the... Uh... Which end zone? <laughs> um, well, I've been in a relationship with a guy now for two and a half years, so I'm going to go... <laughs> it, I feel like that's not even... It's like, it's just in Yeah, I, in our little land. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's interesting. The more I, I, I've talked to people about this, it seems as if if you find someone that you like it it's starting to it's getting to the point where it doesn't really matter what yeah. they got going on down there like if you right. like it, it, it's pretty interesting in that sense i mean the guy that you're going out with acts in a lot of ways like a traditional girl would act yeah he, he's, he's, he's more very feminine, feminine. yeah yeah I, and yeah. I, that's why I, why I relate to him i clearly am in touch with my feminine side and mm -hmm. he's Totally in touch with his feminist. Side. <laughs> I'm making him sound like. Does he wear dresses? What yeah, are you talking no. about? No, no. In, just in the sense that in, he doesn't give a shit what society. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. That's the fucking awesome thing yeah, about him. That's why I love him it's as well. The best. Yeah. So. It, and and I know a guy, a guy who's living with a guy for a long time. He's an older guy. He's in like in his fifties. He said he could literally like break up with this guy one day and go out with a woman. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah. So, so do you think that that time in your life was necessary to experiment with girls? Do you think every girl need, or guy needs to go through experimenting with the same sex? Um, I don't know if everyone needs to per se, but um, depending, you know, what questions they have, not even necessarily about their sexuality. I think for me, a lot. I I never really questioned my sexuality, not because I was like, oh, you're straight, don't worry, but just more like. I like it just didn't really matter to me um I didn't see myself ending up with a girl but that didn't you know that didn't really matter to me um so can you separate sex and love um yeah 
I, what, I've, had, I've had sex with people I don't love. I, I, yeah. What, but what if, do you you're mean in, by if you're in love, if you're in love with someone, like your boyfriend now, mm-hmm. could would we you didn't establish able... it. Are you in love with the boyfriend? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I'm okay. certainly in love so with him. So you're in love with your boyfriend. Yeah. Now, would you be able to have sex with a woman? Oh. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, would you be able to have sex with a guy other than your boyfriend? No. No. And, so I, I wonder why that one would be okay and one would not be okay. Okay, yeah, it, well, it is a good question. So um, this is during the relationship. Yeah, that is, yeah. yeah, being yeah. In, being in your current status is you know being in a very monogamous relationship. I'm mm-hmm. assuming, but you're saying it would be okay at this point, even if you had sex with a girl, your boyfriend would be okay with that. It'd be something you just want to do when you get fucked up one day for fun or whatever. And you're saying that would be okay, but it would not be okay if you had sex with some. Rando guy in the same Yeah, scenario. it certainly would be more accepted if it were a female. Um, but we've also had extensive conversations about this part of me. And um, what I was starting to say was what it helped me grapple with was the just unreasonable expectations that you have on you as a woman. And for some... I'm not sure if I have, like, a good short way of explaining it, but to then turn around and kind of be in a situation where you're both objectifying and being objectified, it's uh, because it's just an, being in the dating game or whatever. I mean, you're just – everyone's in that game no mm-hmm. matter what. And as a woman, that's that's unfortunately a part of our lives and jobs. And to have this kind of, like – I don't know, this dynamic that's going back and forth and it was just it was just a lot more interesting and to then turn around and view women as the beautiful people that they are, both personality and, you know, outer beauty. It was I think that helped me deal with any sort of insecurities that I was dealing with and to then, you know, to take jealousy or you know aspiring to be and then just turning it into admiration was a really helpful thing for me so I think Hmm. it was more that over Hmm. oh what's what's going on with my sexuality I was just more interested and and had fun Hmm. you you got such an open mind to to sexuality in general because I think a lot of uh, the whole concept is scares to a lot of people like oh my god what if I'm gay you know, that would right. freak most 99% of the population of the world out if they thought, oh, my God, what if I'm gay? When, in yeah. fact, when in the Grecian times, almost all the guys are gay, you know? That's <laughs> yeah. what I've read. What do I know? Maybe yeah. I heard it. Well, the, yeah. no, that they, that they would do it as they would have, some of them would have wives and then they would have little fuck boys. Right. Yeah. As, as but like, it's societal uh, pressure to tell us uh, you should not be with a woman or you should not be with and now it's like since Katy Perry, I kissed a girl. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Girls. Yeah. So I tried kissing a girl, and it just didn't do anything for me. But, you know, maybe it wasn't the right girl. Well, this is while you were with your boyfriend right now? Oh, yeah. And he didn't care? He, he's the one who encouraged it. Interesting. Maybe she didn't have cherry chapstick. That's right. <laughs> Did you consider that? <laughs> so do you, do you think what, you know, because you are saying that this is kind of new for you, this 
spectrum. So how do you, how, what's your idea of, of this spectrum? At, at you know, since I've been interviewing porn stars, especially because they, they all say like, you know, yeah, the, the girls, like Kendra Lust, big porn star, she goes, I, I said, are you bisexual? She's like, I always knew I perved on girls, you know, and they seem to like girls <laughs> even more. And Nina Hartley, she's like, I love, you know, getting a woman off. I like, you know, that, that whole concept is kind of like, mm-hmm. wow, that kind of sounds fun. Just the idea, I like the idea of someone doing something to me, but I don't know if I can do something to somebody else because that kind of like is a part of me that's just conditioned to say that's kind of like yeah. nasty. Yeah, I don't know. That just that part to me is I'd have a hard time with. I think Amy Schumer agrees with you on that. Does she? Yeah, I haven't yeah. heard. I've talked to her about that, but yeah, <laughs> talked yeah. to her about it. She'll be she'll be on our show next week. Yeah, Look, and I'll then come back I also that. always like thought to myself, damn, I never had an orgy when I was growing up. One of my friends did. I was like, how come I never did that kind of thing? Uh, so Not that's, too late. Yeah, that's why you're always pushing me to get involved with multiple people at once. Yes. I don't want any regrets for you, Cam. I've been like, damn, you got the time now. You're not married. You're not in a, you know, <laughs> you're in an experimental phase of your life. Yeah. You know, I think this question uh, is very interesting about, you know, the spectrum and whatnot. It, it might be different for guys because. Totally. The, There's the, such a stigma for guys as opposed to girls right now. Well, there's, the definitely, a, there's or... definitely a stigma, but I've never had the, the impulse or desire to ever actually have sex with a dude it, because the thought of actually being penetrated or penetrating another dude is very... It, it, right. I think it's a little different than just, although, just the way although, the genitals interact although, with each other. I've yeah. had a gay couple tell me that they don't ever have anal sex. Yeah. Ever. Really, they, they they please each other in other ways, but it ain't anal. Yeah. Hmm. Did you consider that? Yeah, just sucking a lot. Okay, of dick. but here's my <laughs> question: <laughs> How often do you think about sucking dick? Okay, the real question <laughs> is: Are you asking that to you, me or Cam? Uh, I think Cam. <laughs> neither. Um, neither. So, if you had, if a lot of your friends would casually tell stories and be like, "I went out and." got so drunk and just hooked up with this dude it was so crazy and that was just like a part of your everyday life you don't think that would seep into your head more than like you having to seriously have like a crisis and be like oh my god do i want to hook up with a dude like what if that just wasn't a big deal yeah you're you're totally right if i i think it is definitely societally contingent like i i think i was raised in definitely in our family i think there was a lot of from, Your father from, might have you put in uh, some sort of monastery for a while. Oh, yeah, that would be a good yeah. place to put you. So, I, yeah, I mean, that, that, that really came out later when I when I was. So my dad was very uh, he macho grew up in a very, from Argentina. Yeah, he was very macho, and it's very frowned upon to be gay yeah. in that in that culture. And so I grew up. He was very anti. Oh, one one day he walked in and he sees oh, wow. Cam with his sister. And two other little girls, they were like maybe, I think Cam was like three or four years old, maybe. And the, and his sister and friend were about five or six. They had put makeup all over Cam, like lipstick and <laughs> eyeshadow and put curls in his hair and everything. And, and he walked in and he goes, get that stuff off him right now. You're not turning him gay. What, what are you allowing that to go on for? And I just thought it was, of course, adorable. And I was taking pictures of it. But uh, he was really against it. Yeah, and it's. I think that's a huge, you know, cultural. He's from Argentina, very macho. Yeah, 
I don't think he, he he would ever entertain at all. This is and it's funny that you bring up that exact scenario because I've been talking about that same question on my YouTube channel and I've asked other guys the same question and, and I get the same response from all the like guys that are my age. I'm like, Well, if you were like really fucked up and you were like with a guy and I mean with a girl and you're really turned on by her and you're in a bar and you take her back to some place and you start making out and everything is great and then all of a sudden you feel down and there's a penis there, what would you do? And nine, I'm sorry, ten times out of ten, except for my one guy who likes transgendered females, said I would kick that guy in the balls, you know, I would never continue. And then the guy that I know that loves, he calls them trannies and he was into it way before Caitlyn Jenner, he's like, I'm telling you all those guys are lying because they're just trying to hit on you. They, each one of those guys would keep going. So, yeah, I, I don't mean, know. You ask me that, I'm not sure. But I know that, you know, if I were raised in a different culture, maybe I would feel... Yeah, it. you can't separate that the fact that you are raised, you know, in a certain culture. And you have that in the back of your mind. And it's hard to get rid of it. Right. It's hard to erase that philosophy. Yeah. Definitely. So, I think it's definitely... That could definitely determine your preferences. Yeah. Did you have any other comments... I know you had some strong reactions to the previous episodes. Did you th- did you cut? Do you think we covered all the topics? Yeah, I think I think that the main theme of there was really important to know men's anxieties and insecurities, and then acknowledge how that then gets turned on to women mm-hmm. very often. So I think we definitely addressed that. Um, I was thinking about something on the car ride over here uh, that was brought up at brunch the other day. And just wanted to throw it out there, what you throw thought. Throw it out. So we were talking about what a world in which women were the ones pursuing men and how mm. that would change everything. Yeah. And I think it's a really interesting thought experiment. Um, but I think that just so much would have to change culturally and, you know, what media is putting out there of you know, these expectations of women, because I think what he was saying was how much it takes to, to muster up that, you know, confidence to, to actually pursue a woman and actually think that's why so many people are catcalling and just yelling stuff out. Cause they, they know they're not going to get a response. That's mm-hmm. just like, they're like fulfilling. They're like, okay, I tried, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, that's, which I thought that's... was interesting. So I once did a video on my YouTube channel, and I actually demonstrated how women can walk up to guys in bars and talk to them and literally ask them out or give them your phone number. I've done that myself. And when I was single, I walked up to a guy in a a restaurant bar. He -hmm. was cute. I started talking to him. It turns out he's waiting for a date. And so by (laughs) the end of the conversation, I'm like, well, if your date doesn't show up, here's my number. And how'd it go? Of course he called me and we went out, you know, of course. Right, but of course. There was no doubt in my mind he was But of course he called you and the, you know, you're a beautiful, confident woman and how hard is that for the many, many, many women out there that don't have all of those qualities and then are just told every day what they aren't and then if they, on top of that, were supposed to be the ones pursuing men I think to have that extra rejection Mm. that is just inherent by growing up as a woman is just like inconceivable to me not that it's not inconceivable to you know be confident and be like that guy's cute I'm gonna go to him I totally think that's fantastic and I wish it happened more I just think yeah how can we get more women to be 
cougars. Well, <laughs> seriously, that's this is like my main thing. Is that I literally and then I walked <laughs> up and I demonstrated it, and then I talked to the guys that I was actually walking up to, and they're like, "God, I wish some woman would walk up to me and like ask me out or talk to me about even just smile at me, just to just have a conversation that made them feel so good." Mm-hmm. There is an app out there made by one of the Tinder co-founders. It's called they're Bumble, so smart. where the the girl actually is the first one to be able to message the guy. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So this they is exactly it. that, what you're talking about, where the girl has to make the first move. It's because it's not even technically That's how we do it. possible. Yeah. This is how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We're going to start, you and I are going to start this whole movement. Right. Women are going to be the, well, I, I still believe and if everybody go out and buy my book, Cougar's Guide to Getting Your Ass Back Out There, I still believe if you have the confidence, mm-hmm. it, everything is going to fall into place. And you're never going to be able, you're never, as Tucker Max said, you don't have, if you don't get, you, I, only I would be quoting the severe and health. Yeah, and he, this book actually, you should stop quoting it because it's so against your ideals. Like, it's, he's all, he's very misogynistic. Right, but I thought, one thing he did say, and his underlying theme, you think he's misogynistic, but the underlying theme is he believes that if women would step up and respect themselves and demand respect, they would get the respect. That's that he, sounds... That, that's a quote from him. Mm, that sounds I, a lot like victim shaming. You know, it, they are not getting respect. How are they going to respect? It's, I think... So what do you do? You, you start respecting yourself and don't allow those guys on Tinder to say... Oh, get out of bed. I'm going to go get the next one. You have to start t- demanding respect. If you don't get it, become a nun. I don't care, but just don't allow yourself to be used. Okay. Uh, or disrespected, not even used, because I, I think both women this are This could are be a little chicken and egg situation, but I also think that, you know, that could be a slippery slope to she had a tiny dress on. What did she expect? You know, kind of thing. It's just... I think mm-hmm. there's a lot that has to change before it's going to be that easy for women to know what they deserve because they're going to grow up in situations where they're not told that, you know. I didn't know what I deserved in a relationship and sexually until I started getting that and then I started expecting it. Mm-hmm. So I... The chicken chicken or the egg thing, huh? I don't know. I just, I, I started out probably as insecure as you or the way your friends or whoever you're talking about. And I'd come home every day from high school and tell my mom how this, the coolest guy in the school was going to ask me out. He never did, never did. And, and then I, for freshman, sophomore year, started like literally letting guys like treat me like shit. And then I had my first relationship with my, the father of Cam. And I got this confidence going. And after that, it was not, I had never looked back. Right. Confidence. It was sure. all about confidence. But You'd don't you have... wish that that was given to you? growing up of, oh, this is what you deserve, and if a guy doesn't do this, mm. then you definitely don't give him the time of day. Right. And yeah. you shouldn't yeah. go for the to... most attractive, popular guy because here's likely his qualities, and this is what you deserve. Right. He's mostly like going to be a narcissistic douche, <laughs> and that uh, was, and I got my comeuppance later on. If you want to read it, it's in the book. Oh. So I I, I'd like to, sorry, did you, did you want to continue on? That was it. No, no. I mean, I think that that uh, Peppy and I have an uh, understanding here that we need to educate women out there from from birth on that yeah. they are not allowed to be treated like doormats. Yeah, 
And I just want to say, I, I appreciate that we can have this discussion without hating all men. No, like, I love men. Because sometimes this type of conversation goes south and starts going, oh, all, all uh, you know, straight white males suck. Right. And it, it, it gets to a point where I'm a straight white male, but yeah. I, don't, I don't treat women like this. You don't. I and, kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so, but so I mean, so you have a mother who would kick your ass if you did. Right, right, right. So and not all guys are like like me, but also not all guys are the the douchey New Yorkers that you were in Israel with. Sure. So yeah, I I'm wondering what percentage of guys are douches and what percentage are more like you and your brother and your boyfriend and you know I, I think that the I don't know maybe I'm an optimist but I I think most of the guys you know that I've been with have been fairly nice. Nice guys. Most of, most of the guys I that I attract as friends are similar to me in, in the yeah. way that we approach women and stuff like that as well. But I, I think you have to, as a woman, really weed out the narcissists and, and the ones that are going to be like taking you for granted, disrespecting you. I think if you look at those red flags right from the beginning, you don't go there. Yeah. You yeah. have to be the one to not allow yourself to get hooked into these guys. Yeah, I think... I think there's truth to that. Okay, what do you think about this quote that came up at that brunch as well? Uh, I don't know how you're doing time, but... We're doing great. Okay, great. Um, okay, it was, women are visitors to the world of sexual perversion, whereas men are prisoners in it. Can you repeat that one more time? Whoa. I did. I had to think so hard to get the quote right. Okay, I'm so impressed that you got even half of that right. I okay. wouldn't even got the first part of it. Okay, women are only visitors in the world of sexual perversion, whereas men are prisoners in it. Oh, that's very interesting. And is this from porn? No, no, no. This is just. This is just in general. So d let me see if I get this straight. Okay. Basic. First of all, what do you mean by sexual perversion? I think that. I think we can just put it in – he. what he followed up with was, I wish I could turn off the, oh, my God, boobs, I want mm, that, mm, you know, mm. and, like, actually uh, – which, you know, maybe can be brought – you know, things like – have been brought up in the show that men are more visual, maybe you've said, and that mm -hmm. and that women are more, you know, in, in their head and mm – -hmm. um, more mental so if you're if we then accept this I, I think that there is with in general being a woman is just this anxiety knowing as like when you're if you're with a man or just you know being a woman that men are looking at that they're just looking all over the place <laughs> and there's nothing anyone can do about that and mm. that's and why is that a bad thing though um if that's all they're looking at and they're not at all giving you like any kind of credit as being a human being inside, then of course that's bad. But I don't, I don't think that's a horrible thing that a guy thinks I'm sexy and looks good. I, I love it. I love that kind of male attention. I don't think of it as a negative. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But you know, you're also then with someone and like, I can, I can see and hang out with hot guys all day and be like, okay, cool. And I'm going to go back to my boyfriend and not think twice about it. Whereas knowing you're with a person who has, if you believe that they're a prisoner in this world, 
Mm. It's gonna do different things being around hot girls. Like it just is. It's gonna be different. Hmm. And that there, there has to be some anxiety to that. And you can flip it and make it a positive thing. But it doesn't mean it's something that doesn't exist. What would the positive thing be? To completely embrace it. And I mean, you know, you could say that like I did that by embracing it and being like, oh yeah, women are hot. Like these, look at that hot mm-hmm. one. Sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. And just mm-hmm. like, you know, being comfortable enough with yourself and your relationship and thinking okay well if that's ever acted upon then that's just another issue and that's not on me Hmm. but it's still not as comfortable as you know probably if I were to be with a woman I think that I'd have different different feelings about it about looking looking around all the time as everyone Mm -hmm. does Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, it might. Yeah, it seems like a situation that you just have to kind of accept and surrender to, as opposed to try to change. Cause right. It doesn't. I, I I listened to a podcast that was talk. It was an interview with a woman who started taking testosterone, mm-hmm. and she started saying that she, she. It was kind of like an experiment on herself or himself, mm-hmm. and she, they. She, I don't know. They started basically saying one of the big changes in them was that. They had to, they, they started observing women, like, mm-hmm. and, and being really perverted and, like, yeah. so much more than when she was without testosterone. Right. Really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? She also said, this is fucking bonkers, she claimed <laughs> that her, she did a, a science test before and after, and it, her scores went up. No. I swear to God. Because of her fucking confidence in herself. Yeah, it could be. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's interesting. Maybe. Is it? They say that's that really men crazy. do better in science and math, right? Is that what it is? That's what they were claiming, and that's what she yeah. was claiming as well, which is fucking nuts. But, okay. We can, we don't really need... Okay. I, so, just, I think that there's something really, really real to the psychological part of all of that. It's just like, you know, the experiments of... If you make yourself bigger and you, you know, have like power stances when you're in an interview or do yeah. that, you know, in the mirror before, do like a, you know, Wonder Woman stance in the mirror before you go into an interview, you're going to do better. Yeah. If you masculate yourself in these ways, you're going to yeah, perform yeah. better. Sure. So there, I do believe the truth in it, but like I'm not about to support because men's brains right. have more going on and in there than women. I imagine that they wouldn't they would not make that argument either. I bet right. you they would they would probably take your side and say, Yeah, it's because I was treating myself like a man, which is societally yeah. more accepted as... and deserving and Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it it's fucking crazy, but Yeah, anyway. because there's something about I don't remember in that too, about women and men going in interviews and men are always overconfident mm-hmm. and women aren't confident mm-hmm. enough in it and don't think that that they are good enough for the position. It's wild. Yeah. Brings us back to that confidence again. The confidence. How we started. The confident. Wow. Younger woman. We came full circle. Sunshine. (laughs) The older and younger cougar. Oh yeah. This is this is is my (laughs) my little protege, my younger sister. Ah, I love it. I've been so excited to meet you. Oh, it's so excited to meet you. (laughs) I want you to be a regular. Oh my gosh! I, I would refer all my 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 young cougarettes to you. That's so funny. Well, I love it. Thank you for coming on the show, Peppy. Yeah, yes. Thank you very much, little <laughs> Peppy. Thank you. That's hilarious. It was fantastic. Yeah, really, this is great. It was really wonderful hashing some of this out. 
Yeah, I you really... know, you're so open about all your, your sexuality. I mean, really, that takes a hell of a lot of courage, too. So for all of you people out there you want to talk to Pepe, send your comments in and we will get them to her. Yeah, we do have this hotline. God damn it, I always lose the number. But the you got to have we, it in your favorites. I th- I, I'd love to hear your uh, responses. to. Yeah, to we want to get some responses. So oh. feel, feel free to call our hotline and just leave us a message saying any thoughts you might have. If you agree with this, if you disagree with this. You don't. We won't necessarily air it if you don't want it to air. Just say that. But uh, our number is three two three four seven two four two three seven. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You are welcome anytime. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for this interview. And make sure to go on iTunes and leave a nice, nice comment for <laughs> sex talk with my mom. Yeah, it's really You're fantastic what they do. Make sure to download and. <laughs> And subscribe no, I did it for you. I did it she for did you. It. You don't need to go for the, <laughs> the eight-minute diatribe about how they should subscribe. Pepe. Right. And make oh. shirts and whatever you need to do. Yeah, whatever you need to do, just make sure you get there. All right. You don't, don't miss out on this one, that's for sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank well, you for tuning in. Thank, thank you. you both so much. Look forward Bye-bye. to more. Love Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.